This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we'll study Jesus washes the disciples' feet. One of you will betray me. A new commandment. Let not your hearts be troubled. And Jesus, the image of the Father. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, as we continue our walk through St. John's Gospel on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever. Your daily verse-by-verse Bible study on demand at thewordendures.org and on the Lutheran Public Radio app. the 24 hours of the Mon for the fifth consecutive year. Mr. Ford, Ferrari has a message for you, sir. What did he say? He said Ford makes ugly little cars in ugly factories. And uh, he called you fat, sir. We're going to bury Ferrari at Le Mans. So the great Carol Shelby is going to build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them you needed? Two or three hundred years? Ninety days. <laughs> That's a trailer for the movie Ford versus Ferrari. It's one of the films up for Best Picture in the 92nd Academy Awards, the Oscars. We're going to be reviewing that movie with Pastor Ted Geese. It has some insight also for the Christian in the fact that the driver in this movie is searching for the perfect lap. Greetings and welcome to Issues Etc. Coming to you live from the studios of Lutheran Public Radio in Collinsville, Illinois. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for tuning us in. We'll begin with the movie review of Ford versus Ferrari with Pastor Ted Geese. Dr. Adam Francisco will join us after that for part one of a series with him on the teachings of the Quran today, the doctrine of loyalty and enmity. Then, in Hour 2 of Issues, etc., we'll be looking forward to Sunday morning, according to the one-year lectionary with Pastor David Peterson, looking forward to the Church's celebration of Christ's transfiguration. Joining us to review the movie Ford vs. Ferrari, Pastor Ted Geese. He has a bachelor's degree in fine arts. He's pastor of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. He teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary titled A Lutheran Approach to Art, Media, and Film. Ted, welcome back. Thanks, Todd. What were the nominees for Best Picture? The nominees for Best Picture this year at the Oscars are Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite, which is a foreign film, Korean language film. Ford versus Ferrari is a racing film. It's all about uh, race car driving. I'm kind of actually surprised that it ended up in the list for Best Picture. I guess like the director is a really good director. He's certainly one that people would know from all sorts of really uh, kind of excellent films. And and really, he has this uh, a string of notable films that kind of delve into the male psyche. So recently, he did the movie Logan in 2017, which is uh, with Hugh Jackman looking at the old world-weary kind of Wolverine character. Previously, he also did a remake of 310 to Yuma in 2007, which also starred Christian Bale, who's in Ford versus Ferrari. And then he did a Johnny Cash biopic starring Joaquin Phoenix, who's up for a Best Actor 
um, nomination um, at the Oscars this year in Walk the Line from 2005. And then this James Mangold, the director, also did Copland. Some people might remember that. Sylvester Stallone as a sheriff in a uh, suburb of New York City populated by dirty cops. And Robert De Niro is in, in that film as well. So he has kind of a track record of making really solid, excellent films. And they have this kind of, a lot of them have this focus on like the male psyche or friendships or men in interesting situations. But I was kind of surprised that it ended up on the list this year because it is not a film that that embraces all of the social justice warrior stuff that's out there right now in the culture or particularly in Hollywood. So it's kind of, it's nice to see it on the list. I think it's a bit of an oasis in a desert of the social justice warrior kind of uh, progressive era stuff, which would make it very appealing to lots of people who don't don't buy into that uh, agenda. And I would note that it is also set in a time that is kind of right before the advent of what would now become the social justice movement, the slightly before the beginning of the sexual revolution. Yeah, it's on the cusp of that. So this is 1966. It's focused in on the Ford Motor Company, who's really working to try to, they, they have a desire. Henry Ford II has a desire to beat Enzo Ferrari, you know, from Ferrari at his own game of like car racing. So uh, it works out that they want to win this grueling 24-hour long Le Mans Grand Prix. And it's the Ford Motor Company wants to do this. Henry Ford II is behind it. And it's all happening in 1966, which is, like you said, right around the time of the beginning of the change of everything that's going to happen when the sexual revolution kind of hits. But it's on the cusp of all of that. And I think that that's it's an interesting time. It's And, and they do a good job of like portraying it. And, and this is why I think that if they're going to be honest to the time period and everything, a lot of the social justice warrior kind of stuff, progressive stuff that they could do the, like tinkering with, wouldn't ring true to the time period. So, I mean, they could go ahead and do that stuff. Like they could put in, you know, notable female mechanics and other kinds of things like that, but, or female race car drivers and things, but that wouldn't fit the, the milieu, the time period. And people would, would go, well, this is, this isn't very accurate. And, and on the whole, it, it tends to be a, you know, that takes dramatic license, but it's a film that wants to have a certain level of historical accuracy in the way it's presenting this contest between Ford and Ferrari. To what degree is, is it accurate to the true story? What's the story it's telling? Well, like I said, it's, it's Henry Ford II wants to beat Enzo Ferrari at the 24-hour-long Le Mans Grand Prix. And in order to do that, though, he needs to uh, secure a designer who will help build the car that they're going to use. So this is the Ford GT40 race car. So this is the this Carol Shelby or Selby rather, and he he's a retired race car driver with a life threatening heart ailment. So he has kind of an angina of a sort. So he can't actually do the car racing himself, but he gets him because he's good at designing vehicles. And then that guy against kind of everyone else's advice secures Ken Mills played by Christian Bale. So this is Matt Damon playing Shelby and then Ken Mills played by Christian Bale. 
secures this guy to be the the driver and to help contribute to, to designing the vehicle and testing it and getting it ready for the race. But he's kind of a difficult guy. He's hard to deal with. He's not very compromising, but he produces results. So there's this kind of relationship uh, between Shelby and Miles and their kind of sort of friendship, their working relationship as men working with the, on this goal together. And then, uh, so that's kind of like the story. And of course, part of the story too, the way it's presented in the film is that there's um, some corporate culture that they have to kind of work against or try to subvert in order to get where they want to go. This is uh, There's a, a race division head, Leo uh, Beebe, who is played by Josh Lucas. And, and there's some shenanigans kind of things that go along with that that are kind of ramped up and fictionalized for the movie and not it's not the case in actual real life and in fact they've kind of pared down the number of people who are involved in the project in order for it to be manageable in terms of a a film uh, and telling a story a narrative there were a lot more people involved more designers more mechanics more people all with their hand in the whole process but it, it tells the story of of this ken miles being recruited into this whole process him and his wife and his son there's some uh, relationship with a father-son relationship in there and then him being the driver in the end and them uh, then the ford motor company winning the 1966 le mans grand prix and also the character of ken mills played by christian bale part of it is him seeking the perfect lap like as a racer this is something that's where the machine and the man and the track and the rate, like everything is all kind of working perfectly together and him desiring to have that perfect lap. How much of the film is that relationship and how much of it is, because sometimes films that focus on a sport or in this case racing just become a lot of winding engines and steering wheels turning and exterior shots of the vehicle whipping past, in this case, buildings. How much of it is, is that? Well, there's a fair amount of it. So if you're a race car enthusiast, you won't have been disappointed by seeing the film. You really get to see cars in action and drivers in action. The other interesting thing is they didn't use very much CGI. Like all of the race car driving stuff is actually the race cars. The uh, CGI is used for things like the audience watching, things like that. It has a real visceral quality to it as a film. The action of the race car driving is quite good, quite intense at times, but it is like uh, really woven in with the story. So you don't walk away with it from it, not um, having had a story. You, you certainly have a story that's got a beginning, middle and an end. It has resolutions. It's a very satisfying uh, final product of a film. Talk a little bit about that uh, hope for the perfect lap from a Christian perspective. Yeah, this is something I think Christians might, be interested in contemplating, particularly because you you do have Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew say, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So we know that as sinners, we fail at being perfect, but we are being encouraged by Christ to actually work towards achieving perfection. Like even if we're not going to get there, we're encouraged to really do our best at trying to achieve it. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And then in in the epistle of James, we have St. James saying, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, 
and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. So the idea that just because something's challenging doesn't mean you shouldn't strive for it. Just because a goal is, is hard doesn't mean you should fail in attempting to achieve it. So I think that in the course of this film, you see a character who doesn't achieve the perfect lap in every aspect of his life, not with his wife or his son or other things, but in the course of his race car driving career, this is something that he wants to achieve, and he feels as though he's achieved it at least once in his life. And that's interesting. He's not a perfect character by any means, but he is a character who is could be an encouragement in terms of really striving for a goal and a group of men all working together to achieve it. I think that that is an interesting element of it as well. So is the relationship that is built here believable? I mean, you know, it, it has its melodramatic moments, but I think overall it's it's uh it's it's something that is admirable or at least it's it's um it's just not the sort of thing you see as much in films or you don't see it as often as you used to see it maybe so i i think that you know like you do have to kind of there are some moments where they kind of fight and it's a little bit fake let's say like i guess i don't know on a certain level still extraordinarily well done and christian bale is is a really excellent actor, right? So and so is Matt Damon. So like they 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 managed to pull it off, but just just so, if if that makes any sense. Are either of them up for best actor? You know they're not in in this particular film, so they're not they're not up for best actor. But Christian Bale is a great actor, and he does a great job in this film in terms of the acting department. What does that tell you that a film gets nominated? Because usually these things kind of come on top of each other. Usually Best Picture also has at least, you know, a Best Actor or Best Supporting Actor or some, someone in that that tier going along with it. What does it tell you that they didn't get the nomination for those, but the film did? Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I mean, this is one of these movies where it gets Best Picture nomination, and then the other things that it gets is really technical achievement nominations. So best achievement in film editing, best achievement in sound mixing, best achievement in sound editing. So film editing, sound mixing, sound editing. And I mean, that stuff is solid. It's, it's really excellent stuff. And, you know, I, I think that the way that the Oscars are kind of like doing this these days, they've widened the field, like the number of films that they could possibly have in the best picture nomination category is is larger than it used to be so it makes room for a movie like this to kind of slide in to that uh, list even if it you know isn't going to be in the best writing category or you know for screenwriting and, and different things like that pastor ted geese has a bachelor's degree in fine arts he's pastor of mount olive lutheran church in regina saskatchewan canada he teaches a course for concordia lutheran theological seminary in st Catharines, ontario canada titled a lutheran approach to art media and film next time we'll talk with ted about another best picture nominee 1917 when we come back from this break dr adam francisco joins us it's part one of a new series with him on the teachings of the quran today the doctrine of loyalty and enmity and take her to the picture show everybody in the neighborhood is dressing up to be there too like we always do Saturday night at the movies who can 
just what picture you see. You can compare what each gospel writer wrote about Jesus and his ministry in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January. It's titled, Jesus, A Study of the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Browse before you buy at issuesetc.org or call Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040. Jesus, A Study on the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, costs $14.99. The Issues Etc. Book of the Month for January, Jesus, A Study on the Words of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Lutheran Talk. We have an ecumenical responsibility to hold forth the scriptures and to bear witness to grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Lutheran Music. Listen anytime, anywhere in 2020 with the Lutheran Public Radio mobile app. Download for iPhone, Android, and Kindle at issuesetc.org. Education and edification. You're listening to Issues Etc. Concordia University Chicago is a distinctive, comprehensive university of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. We're committed to increasing LCMS faculty and staff members. Hi, this is Dr. Russell Don, president of Concordia University Chicago. If you're a member of our Lutheran Church Missouri Synod congregation, please consider joining our staff. And if you have a terminal degree, please consider joining our faculty. Send us an email at human.resources at cuchicago.edu. Many Lutheran pastors outside of the U.S. receive little or no seminary education. Luther Academy provides theological triage through conferences, books, and journals. Help support Luther Academy by making a tax-deductible donation at lutheracademy.com or call 260-452-2211. Serving Lutheran pastors to the ends of the earth, Luther Academy, 260-452-2211 or lutheracademy.com.